Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. I don't know when we'll release. Oh, yeah, this is getting up next week, right? Oh, yeah, no, this is coming up next week. This is part of our Halloween, uh, October spooky season series. And then Halloween. All right. Yeah. COVID Halloween. A COVID Halloween. Um, we got your mask on. Ha ha ha. Dude, that word mask now has so many different meanings. That was a really good, uh, song in, uh, the Fuji's album, though. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, look back at an old episode on the Fuji's album. Welcome, right. everybody, to another episode of the Nostalgia Test podcast. I'm Dan Dissinger here in LA, and I'm here with my longtime friend and co host, Manny Coelho, here there in uh, New York. Manny, how you doing? You're looking very serious today. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> how to get serious for this one, man? Uh, I don't know what I watched or listened to. I thought I was gonna be. I thought I was gonna have a lot more fun doing this episode. Uh, well, I'm not. I mean, I, I can't say that this episode won't be fun. But I thought I was gonna have enjoyed more that. of what we actually had to what, yeah. what we actually had to do. Uh, but some of it kind of weirded me out. Uh, so I can't yeah. wait to just get into that because yeah. and this I is... actually want to know a little bit more facts about some of these things. Oh. Dude, so. when I was looking up some facts on some of these songs, and just to let everyone know, today we're talking about, uh, well, we looked up a list of uh, Halloween songs and music videos, and we're going to we pick five, and uh, we're going to go through a list of, of five Halloween songs, uh, music videos, mainly the music videos, but of course, we have to talk about the songs. Should I just tell them which ones we're uh, looking at? Yeah, let's do the list. Stay the list, yeah, and then so, we'll, uh, we'll go over it. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about Monster Mash, the Thriller video, Somebody's Watching Me, This is Halloween, and the theme song to Ghostbusters. Someone, uh, who are you going to call? So, so a couple things. We both, <laughs> both, did you watch all the, the videos? I just watched them again just now before this. Uh, I didn't watch okay. all the Disney ones. I know I sent you a Disney version of the Monster Mash video and a Disney version to somebody's watching me all right first of all a couple things i can't wait to rate both of them by saying whether watching this or listening does it's just justice but i know what i want to start with i'm yeah. just, i'm just confused and i'm i am some of this stuff is just like wow these are songs huh i mean what i was thinking about songs. is that christmas has a very specific soundtrack Right. And when we thought about like, are right, we going to do music or music videos for Halloween? I'm like, all right. Yeah. But then I started thinking, like, what are the Halloween songs? And I know there are songs that are then connected to Halloween. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, but like, like it's kind of forced. Like, yeah. Like Werewolf in London. Like that got on a list that I saw. And I was yeah. like, all right. And then like. There's a couple other things that come up on a list and you're like, I guess you could like say that's a Halloween song, but I don't think it like specifically is Halloween or maybe the the video wasn't really high Halloweeny, but like they're like, all right, let's make it ha- a Halloween song. 
Yeah, like the I think what Bad Moon Rising was on the list. We didn't, yes. you know, uh, Black Magic Woman I think was on the list. And I'm like, that's not a Halloween song. Like I feel like people yeah. are just like it's Halloween time to if you're talking about magic, wolves, <laughs> or you know whatever we can't fit in Christmas or Thanksgiving, we're putting here in Halloween. If you got a wolf yeah. in your song, we're throwing it's it a in Halloween here. song. Yeah, it's, it's a Halloween spooky song. season song. Yeah, yeah, go fuck yourself. Another word that I learned this this week was um oh, God leaf leaf peeping. That doesn't sound right, dude. I don't know what that is. Bro. What is that? Are we going to put this in the show notes? Yes. Leaf okay. peeping. And there's another word for like, you know, foliage season. Like oh. when you go out and you watch the foliage, the word, there's a word called leaf peeping. And it's a term where you, if you look it up, it's like everywhere. And I was like, Kristen brought it up. I'm like, that's not, that's not real. Leaf peeping just sounds weird and creepy. So this is for, I'm thinking, I haven't looked it up, but I think I got it. It's for people who just want to watch trees turn different color or like go watch the yeah. foliage. Yeah. Now, are like they watching to, to see it turn a different color or they just That'll like, take a very long time then. So Dude, I don't know these things. <laughs> this is why I'm not you, a scientist. You have to be retired and you just like wake up every morning and watch literally sit there and watch every tree. I don't know why I said that, dude. (laughs) We're going to edit that out of the podcast. (laughs) No. um, Yeah. It's like, you know, you go upstate to go look at the different colors. Basically you're looking at death. If you think about it, like, and you're going, how beautiful is it? And like, you're like, we're we're celebrating leafs die. Um, Yeah. It's, I actually did some leaf peeping this weekend. It was nice. It was was nice drive. So, but me and Chris said leave peeping like a hundred times just because it just sounds weird. Like I was like, oh, we're just going to go up and watch, look at the foliage. Instead, you say leaf peeping. I don't like any of this. I I mean, you know what I did? You know, thinking about that, I learned that when I was a kid, I always like jumping in the leaves when my dad make a pile of leaves or whatever. And there's a pile or there is a pile of leaves and I jump in when I was a kid. Then my mom or my dad or my both my parents had to ruin that for me and go, don't jump in the leaves. It, there's a cat pee in there. And I'm like, what? Awesome. So that <laughs> whole thing is gone now. I don't do anytime. I <laughs> well, here in LA, there aren't like, you don't rake anything. All that just things turn brown and die and, or stay green. You know, now the hopefully actually today it was like 90 degrees. Um, I was walking around yesterday. Um, listening to 311 and, and I was like wow yeah 311 I get it now it's such good summer music and I was like it's October um, yeah. and, and it, but it was so it was hot out uh, here in Los Angeles so mm. it messes with my head sometimes. that is weird your seasons are odd yeah because I saw you sent the picture and you were in like a winter vest and I was like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we were up in Vermont and uh, yeah it was a good time Notice yeah, how was, we don't want to like, talk about these songs. Like we don't. No, don't. we're avoiding. <laughs> we're avoiding uh, spooky season music section. We could have done mm. movies, ladies and gentlemen, but we want to have some variety for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so even though we're only going to do like what three episodes of this, I we think could probably do a fourth. I think that's enough. I was going to say we could do squeeze in Adam's family. I thought you were going to put on Adam's family the, the song. No, by uh, MC a- Hammer. They do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live how they want to live, play how they oh, want to play. Oh, shit. I never they forgot about that song. <laughs> we might have to talk about that as like an honorable mention if we have time because I totally forgot about that song. Holy shit. 
Oh my God! All right. Um. Okay. So, right. Manny, where do you want to start with this? Uh, this I think we should start with the first one. It's kind of not really a song that you would play outside of just watching this movie. Um, <laughs> is the um the uh, this is Halloween song? The song itself obviously is the opening to the movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now you could argue that that is a Halloween movie. Some will say that it's a Christmas movie. I really actually do like this movie. I understand why it's on a list of like the top 10. So I think we should start with that one. So it's just a little bit about the song. This is Halloween's a song from the 1993 film, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I believe I am going to, I think this is a Halloween movie. I saw it on Halloween last year, two years ago, and it, they played it during uh, Halloween. Um, so I would say it's a Halloween film. Uh, music and lyrics written by Danny Elfman. In the film, it is performed by the residents of the fictional Halloween town, which is the film's main setting, and introduces the town's Halloween-centered lifestyle. The song is featured in both Hallowishes at the Magic Kingdom and at Disneyland's Halloween Screams. In Callaway Park, it is featured in the Haunted Mansion. It is also used as the background music for the Halloween town world in the video game Kingdom Hearts. The song is featured in the video game Just Dance 3. Um, so that's just a little bit about This is Halloween. Uh, but the, I mean, the Danny Elfman is just a little bit about him, an American composer, singer, songwriter, record producer and actor. He first became well known as a singer songwriter for the new wave band Oingo Boingo in the early 1980s and has since garnered international recognition for writing uh, 100 feature film scores, over 100 feature film scores as well as compositions for television and stage productions. Um, he's frequently worked with Tim Burton, Sam Raimi, uh, Gus Van Zandt. You know, he's done 16 Burton-directed films, including Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Alice in Wonderland, Dumbo, which is, I didn't see that, that one, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Oz the Great and Powerful, and Van Zandt's Academy-nominated films, Good Will Hunting, and Milk. So, I mean, I mean obviously, though, though, Danny Elfman is obviously the person that, could take a song like this and I guess make it memorable. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I watched the video, which I guess the video was basically the beginning of the fucking movie. Um, yeah. It's and, the opening. Um, it's like the opening credit. Right. I mean, I mean, it's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. The video is the movie, and I love the movie. So for me, like when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I want to sit and watch the rest of this movie. You know. Uh, so maybe. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, well, I agree with you all the way. Um, I, I think I don't even need to test the movie. I already know, like, I don't care what anybody fucking says. Uh, the movie's great. I mean, yeah. just the, it's stop motion. I love stop motion. I feel like that art is crazy. The fact that they had, like, I think it was like 60 something heads for his expressions alone on how to talk and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just for the, the Skeleton King. That part, I love the video. The song, this is Halloween, Halloween. I mean, it's really <laughs> just that, right? This is Halloween. Like, yeah. there's, there's other things that are going on, but I don't think the song works well outside <laughs> watching the video. Because, right. like, I'm not playing this at a bar. Like, I think about, like, Halloween parties, right? If you put this on, like, is this an intermission song? Like, oh, it's time to go to the bathroom. Like, we're we're going to stop you from dancing. Or, like, you know... There's other yeah. songs on this list that are a lot more, uh, I guess, uh, jam. Yeah. Facts, you know, like where you can like sit, you could dance a little bit, move a little bit. This is just kind of like, 
you're, you'll get some people that are probably like, this is Halloween, Halloween, yeah, Halloween, right. you know, and then yeah. you'll get people like, after 10 seconds, you're like, all right, skip the fucking song. That was the weird thing. Like, the, the other songs on this list, like you said, if it's Halloween or Halloween season or spooky season or leaf keeping season, season. Whatever, whatever you do during October that's, you know, whatever. Pumpkin um, spice season. Duh. Um, yeah, there's also known as, uh, what's his name? Han Solo season. Because, like, all the, all the girls start wearing the, uh, the puffy vests, the winter vests. Anyways. Dude, what, oh. what, are you, what? This is for real? Bro, <laughs> type it in. I, I don't want to. Oh God. Anyway, like I, I, I felt like this is this is a great song for being in the movie. I, yes. You're right. If this came on and we were like at a party, if they were like a Halloween party, <laughs> and I was, so I was like, all right, it's my turn on the ox, right? And they're like, and they put this on. It's like this is Halloween. I'd be like, are we supposed to lay down now, or like, you know, stop moving, or? march around like it feels weird because it's like a funeral march almost like <laughs> and, and like I, i'm like really worried about like if someone like is sitting there and like they're bopping to it, it's like this is halloween yeah I hear it <laughs> everybody just started breaking into a musical of like death right right it's like the weirdest song oh by the way there's 400 heads for um the uh jack character I just looked it up. Over 400 heads. Really? Like around 400 heads, yeah. Jesus. I thought it was like 60-something. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm I looked it up. totally off on that. But I feel like it's weird. And it's weird because I, I'm i thinking of this song and I'm thinking of like what we do on the show. And I'm like, <laughs> does it pass the nostalgia test? As a song? As a song. And as a video, I guess too, right? We're looking at the videos because I watched. Well, you said to look at the video, so I'm going to say that this kind of is all a video, really. Yeah. Like music videos. Yeah. Along with the song. Yeah. Halloween music video. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of have to like wrap it all together, I would say. But this is like a satellite to the whole movie. That's the thing. This one, you don't like. You can't dance to this. You can't. You're not going to have fun to this. You're you're getting ready to watch the movie. Sure. And, this is an appetizer. Right. Exactly. Right. And like, you're like after I hear this song, if I'm out, I'm going to be like, "Fuck, I'm going home to watch this movie." <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect. It's a perfect preview or advertising to this movie. You're like, yeah, man, it's in my head. I really right. want to see oh. Like, after this episode, if I'm, like, usually I'm wired and I can't go to sleep for, like, another hour, um, I might turn on that movie and just uh. watch it. Oh, it. You know, again, going back to that party situation, I'm, like, sitting there going, if I want to, like, end the party. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a good I'm way putting this on. Like, I'm not putting any of these other songs on. I'm throwing, even, like, you know, I'm throwing this song on. It's just like, they're gonna get these people out of my yeah. This is a house. this is a spooky season way of saying it's closing time. Yeah. Okay. That's oh my god. Oh. It's closing <laughs> time. Time to wrap it. Right. So when around spooky season, it's just like, all right, here we go. 
everything's in a minor key it's just like oh boy i gotta go but they're kicking also, us out yeah they're getting they're kicking us out because i don't know i don't want to be here to know what's going to happen after this song <laughs> um but like even if you put this on right like i swear i feel like if you put the videos on to any of these other songs it, it's going to energize people but like again like you put this video on people are either sitting down to be like so we're watching this movie or two i'm going home to watch this movie i felt like let down after like it's a, you know how like the king's about to walk you know he comes out out of the well oh i know and like and then it cuts and i'm yeah. like wait no now i want to <laughs> now yeah. i want to see the rest of the scene i know i was you like know? all right i just watched all of the minor characters like say actually like one of their other songs what's this what's this when the comes. that is one of my favorite songs from that film yeah i couldn't live in halloween town that was another thing like watching the video i was like i i don't want to live here i love halloween but i couldn't live in halloween town the other thing is i was also thinking throughout all of this like a few of these i'm going to reference our last episode that we did everyone go listen to episode 16 uh, killer clowns i was like maybe before christmas already looked better than killer clowns from outer space i mean immediately i was just like this movie looked great it's I a great this. movie yeah where like killer clowns from outer space i was like uh and even the opening song to that i was like no no i mean we could have put that on the list but i feel like i didn't even like that song at least it was a little bit more energizing than this one though i think safe to say i would say that this is, is a nostalgic song and it to me, passes the test because even though, so as a song, it still makes you, it's still good enough to make you want to see the movie. Yeah, I'm going to agree because I feel like this song, the, even though the discussion is like, does it pass the nostalgia test or not? But like we're, the, the discussion we've been having being like, but this is not a song you put on to go to a Halloween party or you get ready. Yeah, but for. we didn't, this is, this is not an episode of like, no, I know. You know, jamming, jamming Halloween party <laughs> songs. Like, yo, I'm hosting a, a party at the at Lethology Brewing Company, and you know, I'm gonna put on this song. This is just about top Halloween songs. Please, dude. Next time you could have a, an actual party, dude. I if you have to do it, you have to like just to see what it's happens. See what the crowd reaction. Is. It's like it's just like getting. It's like, all right, here we go. It's like this Halloween. <laughs> I bet you people start singing to it. I bet you like they're like, oh, this is hilarious. But they're about like a minute and a half in, and you're like, hi, bro. Like, yeah, no, it, you have this. This has to get cut off at some point. Like people yeah. start to like look at each other. I mean, that's that's a lot with a lot of like nostalgic songs. Like you just kind of like, yeah. okay, this is cool. You made me think about it, and now I need to move on. I'm gonna agree. I think this is Halloween passes. It's not a party song or a party video. Obviously, it's the beginning of the movie. So because it makes you want to watch the movie. I mean, that also lets me know that that movie will pass the nostalgia test because I want to watch it right now. Yeah. I literally want to watch that movie. Yeah. Congratulations, Danny Elfman. I know you've been waiting to hear if your song from Nightmare Before Christmas passed the nostalgia test. Well, guess what, Danny Elfman? It does. <laughs> it does. Let us know. All right. What is next on this? Oh, my God. I feel like if we're going to stay on this theme of uh, movie themes... We, yeah. could, we could do this next one and do the theme from Ghostbusters, which, you know, let me just, okay, uh, the theme from, theme from Ghostbusters. 
<laughs> which when I looked up all of the info I wanted to look up on it, I was like, holy shit. So the theme First from all, Ghostbusters you by Ray Parker the... Jr. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. No, a hell of a dude, bro. I you went to... you went on the video too, right? Did you did you see all the, the cameos that came up on that video? Dude, that yeah. video was out of fucking hand. And the, the thing was, it's a video. Like, oh, dude, first of all, were you ready for that video? Like, were you, no. like, ready to see what you were watching when you watched I... Ray Parker Jr.'s Who Are You Gonna Call Ghostbusters music video? No, I actually was not. I thought, first of all, I thought it was just gonna be like the like out like outtakes of Ghostbusters, which was in there. Yes. But I didn't realize there was like an actual eighties like video going on. Like you could have taken out the cuts of like all the different Ghostbusters things that are going on. Yeah. And just watched what the hell eighties uh video we were watching. And it would still have been classic. I mean, neon everywhere. Holy shit. And you're not sure. At first, he's a ghost. And then he's chasing after this woman the whole time. Which was really weird. Weird. It got weird. At first, it wasn't weird. And then it got weird. And then they were fine. But there was a moment that it was a little weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was like, what's happening here? It was like, you, you remember, you ever watched that movie Ghost Dad? Yes. I did. Why did she walk in that house in the beginning of the video? Two. First of all, it's not even the house. It's the Ghostbusters, like... Is it? Yeah, it's the Ghostbusters, um... Well, they got apartment. the inside all wrong. Because... Yeah. <laughs> this artistic in, embodiment of that. Yeah, like, the bot. I mean, that's what it looks like, the bottom part. Well, actually, you know what? I could be... Yeah, I'm totally wrong. It kind of looked like that real quick, but it's not. It's, it's just a, a house, like, with... Yeah. Why would you walk into that place? Yeah. No idea that no one should walk in that house. And, and the, the the funniest thing was the the neon, the amount of neon in this video was just astounding. Like I'm watching it right now, right? Like she's walking into a house that looks like it. Okay. First of all, this house is underneath a highway. Okay. Yeah. And it's only, it's the only house underneath this highway. And then, like, it's like just, the it's like the Fight Club house. Oh my God, dude, you're right. It's kind of like the Fight Club house. <laughs> it's like the Fight Club house. Yeah, she walks but in. inside. It's all neon, and she's really not that disturbed. Like she walks in, she's like, "Oh, this is kind of weird. I like this." And then she's like, kind of walking around, and people pop up from behind the couch, and then he comes out like snapping his fingers. This is the best part because he. He just walks out of a wall and he's just like, yeah, what's yeah. up? Like, but, <laughs> but he's also like half faded. So he's a ghost and he points at the phone and it starts to walk all like it starts to float over and she gets all like startled a little bit. Yeah. Um, she kind of walks goes, towards it. Yeah. But it goes right into Ghostbuster. You know, yeah. those two women, the two ghosts that pop up behind the couch. Yeah. Like, it just come. It's like, all right, we're gonna we're a theme song. Like this dude wrote a theme song. Oh no, this dude did write a theme song, and actually, 
just a little bit about that. Like, I mean, first of all, yeah, what are the facts on this? Okay, because I also say, want to know all the cameos. Yeah, we're gonna have to in the window. I need a list of that. There's so, a list. Just to tell you, like, Ray Parker Jr. is an American music singer, songwriter, record producer, and actor. As a solo performer, he wrote the theme song for the 1984 movie Ghostbusters. He also performed with his band Radio and with Barry White. First of all, he has an amazing bio. Just to let you know, he performed and co-wrote songs with Marvin Gaye, The Spinners. He um, was a guest guitarist on Stevie Wonder's funk song, Maybe Your Baby. He is also, like I said, played with Barry White. He also wrote songs and did session work with The Carpenters, Shaka Khan, The Supremes, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, Bill Withers. Michael Henderson, I mean, The Temptations, Gladys Knight and the Pips. This guy has had probably one of the most amazing careers in music. And he's still performing right now. Like, he's still Is performing. He? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. And he's, he's still, still getting paid. And he's well, still getting paid. Because, you know, I hope he's getting paid every time this song is played. So, okay. So, okay. Ghostbusters was at a number one for three weeks on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. Yes, it was. Fuck yes, it was. Baffles my mind that (laughs) this song was for three weeks a number one hit. For two weeks, it was um it was a number one on two weeks on its uh, black singles chart. The song also nominated for an Academy Award for best original song, but lost to Stevie Wonder's "I Just Called to Say I Love You" from The Woman in Red. Uh, Parker's song secured him a 1984 Grammy Award for Best Pop Instrumental Performance. Other hits from this period called I Still Can't uh, Get Over Loving You and Jamie. Now, there was like some some lawsuit. That 1984, Huey Lewis sued Columbia Pictures and Parker, stating that the melody to Ghostbusters infringed on the copyright of the Huey Lewis and the new song I Want a New Drug, which had been released on their album Sports the previous year. The three parties reached a settlement in 95, which banned them from revealing any information that was not included in a press release they jointly issued at the time. In March 2001, Parker then filed a suit against Lewis for breaching part of the settlement, which prohibited either side from speaking about it publicly. Whoa. Yeah, I mean... Huey, <sighs> Louie, watch your mouth and go back to the future. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, I you think... You know, like, just... what, he couldn't get enough of that? Yeah, to go jump in on the uh, Ghostbusters train. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, Power of go- love over here. <laughs> According to Parker, he was approached by the film's producers to create a theme song for the film, though he had only had a few days to do so, and the film's title seemed impossible to include in any lyrics. However, when watching television late night, Parker saw a cheap commercial for a local service that reminded him that the film had a similar commercial feature for the fictional business. This inspired him to write the song as a pseudo-advertising jingle that the business could have commissioned as a promotion. That's great. Yeah. That's I mean, great. Oh, and here's all the... here are. I have the list. Yes! Are you looking at this shit? Dude, that's crazy. Oh, Danny God. DeVito, Chevy Chase, John Candy. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, yeah. there's a lot more. George Went. Al Franken, Carly Simon, Peter Falk, like Columbo. Like they got Columbo. Like I don't understand that when I saw that, I was just like, why is Columbo in this video? Like what did they go? Like, we need Peter Falk. Get him. <laughs> yeah, it was weird why they why why there was cameos. I guess because the movie must have been so good and the song and the, the theme song that it was like 
everyone just said, like, you know, when you heard it, it was like, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! And, like, people were just like, hey, you want me on this music video? Like, I don't know who knew who. You know, I wonder if the director knew everybody. I don't know, dude, because, like, Ghostbusters has, like, an also really interesting history because, like, Bill Murray didn't want to do it. I think it was, like, yeah, Harold Ramis. Yeah. It was, like, one of his early films. You know, they was were it before to... or after Caddyshack? Because didn't he do Caddyshack? Harold Ramis um, did Caddyshack. I don't know. He directed Caddyshack, I believe. Yeah, he directed. No, it was after. So Caddyshack was 1980. Ghostbusters was 1984. Dude, at think... the end, they even have the Ghostbusters in the movie, in the in Times Square with this guy singing Ghostbusters. Bill Murray's dancing on the floor. He's breakdancing. They put him yeah. on the floor. The whole thing baffles me. Like, it was such a weird video. The fact is that, like, they needed a song. They contacted Ray Parker Jr. He literally had a few days to write this song. Sure. And he literally just, like, pulled it out of the air. I mean, there's not much you need to say, right? About the song? When there's something strange in a neighborhood, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. I mean, it was great. I it's catchy as fuck. Holy shit! I would have to say that's the one thing about these fucking Halloween songs, um, is that they are catchy as hell. Like here it is. It it, you know if there's something weird and it don't look good, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. I'm calling. I'm not afraid. Not afraid. Not afraid. Um, not afraid. No, who you calling now? Calling now. Uh, these lyrics are terrifying like they're bad but i think like it's because the movie's so kitschy i mean when you think of like what even what it is oh i love it i'm I'm listening (laughs) yeah i know it's crazy but like as a music video it's like first of all the music video shows you the whole movie it does like it's a preview to the movie if you hadn't seen it it's it's like an advertising alone for the movie it's just a ridiculous 80s movie or like she's running through a hallway of neon all of a sudden. I feel like there's a little bit of uh campiness to it. First of all, why the neon? I don't know. I am so but baffled by the neon. I don't understand it. It's, it's, a, it's a weird artistic view. But yeah. either way, I thought it was great. I don't know. I mean, the video itself is just like basically showing you some like Ghostbusters clips. And, you know, <laughs> well, what else are we going to do? You know? They're like, what are we going to do? And then he's like singing in front of a neon mic. And he's just like making weird faces, which I mean, he must have been like, this is ridiculous. Dude, this video was directed by Ivan Reitman. And Ivan Reitman directed Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Dave Jr. He also produced or helped produce Animal House, Beethoven, Space Jam, and Private Parts, and probably a bunch of other stuff. But the thing is, like, he directed this Ghostbusters fucking music video. Yeah, he wanted to make... <laughs> I mean, what kind of direction do you need for this? I'm not really sure. That's what I'm saying! I mean, like, you had this guy who just directed... In a, they're just in <laughs> the, the actress that was in it, her name is Cindy Harrell. She is an actress. She was known for, you know, Fall, you know, Fat Falcon Crest, Twilight Zone, Nothing in Common. That's really it, really. She's probably had some small parts on things. It looks like she stopped acting in 1988. Um, and she was in the Ghostbusters video. And yeah, that's really it. I think I read somewhere that Ray Parker Jr. was like one of the people to like really 
embrace videos. Um, okay. And but I'm still baffled by everything that happened in it, and I'm also confused uh, by the ending, which looks like Bill Murray being forced to do something. Um, yeah, they put him on the floor do. and they try to like um, no, spin did, him. What are you talking about? He did that. He put himself on the floor because he's like, I'm tired of walking. Well, they're they're making him do the line dance, right? Of like, <laughs> who are you gonna call? I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, so... it does look like, you know, first of all, the dude has a Ghostbusters t-shirt on. That was the best when he took his you shirt know, off and it was Ghostbusters, does not mean? And everybody's just realizing how big of a hit this thing was. Now, do you think, I mean, this is probably shot while the movie was being shot. Probably. Right? Yeah, it had And they were just been. like, you're going to do this. And Bill Murray's like, are you fucking kidding me? But Dan Aykroyd looks really happy. Happy. He's like, like, I'm getting paid. I'm but, getting and then, paid. And then they throw Ernie Hudson in the back, which when we do Ghostbusters, let's say, believe we should do Ghostbusters. There's a huge story and history of what happened to Ernie Hudson's character in that film. Who, the black guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they cut his story pretty short. This is a party song, though. I feel like you could put the Ghostbusters theme on in a, in a bar. You probably play this video, and I believe people would get excited about it. Yes. Yeah. You can do anything with this song. This song can be played. Uh, I mean, it only can only be played in Halloween. Like, I'm not going to play this. I mean, I got, I got played in January, but you're going to be like, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's great. This is, this is definitely a song that you could play at a Halloween party. This is definitely yeah. a video that you could put up. People are going to watch it, especially with the cuts of the movie. And everyone's going to sing along. I'm going to say that the Ghostbusters theme video, it's hard because like it's the video too and everything's wrapped up in it. I don't know. I I feel like I enjoyed it and I think I would tell people to watch it because I'm like, I'm fully entertained by the idea that there was an actual video of this. There was a real video that then interspliced the movie clips in it, but then was a video. Um, Dude, the whole thing was nostalgic because you're seeing some actors in there that, you know, some of them aren't even alive anymore. Yeah. And they're just as getting into the cheesiness of this song. Like, the song is such a catchy song, and it's gotten through so many... I mean, look how many years have passed, and that song is still probably top three songs in Halloween songs. Yeah, I I wonder if Ray Parker Jr. performs it when he, like, does a concert. No. Not unless it's like Halloween. There's so no like, way. you know, okay, this brings me to a thing. You know that Siberian orchestra thing, the those guys with like the Christian yeah. metal band. Okay, so I've actually seen them in concert with my family, and what's funny is they're an actual metal band, and so they have <laughs> songs that are not Christmassy. So when yeah. we went to see them and that's a Coliseum, I'm sitting next to like my uncle, my aunt, my dad, my mom, and then. And all of a sudden, they played these songs that have nothing to do with Christmas. And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, these guys are a metal band? I thought they were just some, like, niche Christmas band that, like, came out of nowhere. And, you know, but that no one cared except for me and, like, some, like, a few, like, you know, 100 people in the audience when they play, like, I was just like, yeah. whoa! And then everyone's like, Finally, they went to, and everyone's like, all the people on Long Island, they're just like, yeah, I was like, come on, guys, like, seriously, I was like, all right, it was hilarious, that's, funny. that's kind of what I think of this, but it's still, 
I don't know. I'm going to put my vote in for passes in the stocks. This ridiculous episode. Oh my god! So it passes the nostalgia test. I think it does because, like, oh, I, I think I definitely think the song does. Uh, yeah. The movie, the the video, yeah, it just reminds me of the movie. I mean, I, it could be in the background. It's fun. But I think the it's song, entertaining. The song, though, the, the song is so good that it, it, I would say even if yeah, the video is entertaining, but I would say the song is more entertaining than the video. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the one thing is, I would say, like at the end, it of the helps video, pass the test. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I would say the one thing that almost killed the video for me was when they ended it with Chevy Chase, and I was like, "Boo!" What was that? Man, he had the like, and, like him choking on a cigarette. Yeah, what was that? It was like we know that Chevy Chase and Bill Murray don't get along. We know the no, history. They, apparently, they do. They're not the Caddyshack history. So around yeah, that time. But- I don't know. They they've done interviews now, and they're like, "Yeah, it was just kind of like they say we were mad at each other, but they weren't." But I don't know. Maybe they're all probably lying too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, how could I trust Bill Murray? He doesn't even own a cell phone. But I mean, uh, I fucking got it, Dan. I fucking finally got it. <laughs> what is this episode? Good luck, so, good luck fucking editing out me clapping at a fly that's been flying around. I'm not editing that out, dude. I, this is it. Like, I'm telling you, I'm moving away from editing. It's just all going to be single track. <laughs> all right. Um, so so let's regroup here because we were just talking so much about Ghostbusters. Yes. Definitely passed the test. Definitely one of the top, I would say my top three songs to play on going home. Uh, yeah. And uh, congratulations, Ray Parker Jr. Again, another amazing uh, artist. <laughs> Let us know. Hit us up at the nostalgiatest.com. Uh, so Ghostbusters passes. So that leaves us with three left. And I feel like the three that are, well, I don't know, Manny, you cho- choose the next one. Go for it. I guess I'm going to go with somebody's watching. Okay. 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 Yeah. This is a. Uh... I got a feeling somebody's watching me. Did you know those are the two voices of the Jackson brothers? So I was having this conversation before this and uh, that's, yeah, we lo- I looked it up. And, I always yeah. thought this was a Michael Jackson song. I did not know that this was not a specific Michael Jackson song. Michael Jackson and was it Jermaine Jackson? Yeah, Michael and Jermaine Jackson sang the background vocals on Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. Yes. Yeah. Now, let's talk about this video. Holy shit. First I of think- all, what do you think about the song? Okay, so, okay, so, okay, the song, all of these songs are weird, just on their own. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how this song fit into an album. I mean, the album must have been creepy, but the, the song sounds like, um, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's a good song, but I don't know. It's a weird song. I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I like it, but then I'm like, okay, it's like, but I'm always waiting for the Michael Jackson, Jermaine Jackson part. Like, that's yes. the part I love the most. Like, that part. Like, I always feel like somebody's watching me. And then the middle of the I'm like, I, I, that part, yeah. I, I can't get into that much. But it's a hard song. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a hard song for me, too. I mean, I, I, I guess it has, like, a good beat. And you're just kind of like... Popping and moving body back and forth. This yeah. is how you would. Nobody could see this. This is 
perfect for a podcast that nobody watches videos for. But it's I'm bopping my head back and forth, you know, and you could just be like, okay, this is to me this is a filler at a party. It's not bad. It's not gonna bring it down. No. And you, you'll get some people like, I got a feeling And then, you know, it's all right. I yeah. I don't love it. I don't know if it's my top it would even be in my top ten. I did not know it was Halloween themed. Um, I mean, I don't, the know, only, like, I don't know how else you would write this. Like, this video is crazy. It's weird, dude. This video, and then <laughs> also, is fuck. There's the that video, and then there's the Disney version of the video as well, because they do like a sing along thing. They like intersplice all the cartoons, and holy shit, is that video messed up? It's just like you you really realize how messed up Disney is. And the one thing I realized about this song is, or the video, that it was so glaringly um, in my face was when Rockwell was in the shower, the director didn't... Now, this this video obviously wasn't directed by any sort of, like, Ivan Reitman or John Landis or anybody. This was directed by, like, you know, Joe Smith down the block who, like, had a video camera. And, like, he didn't frame the shot enough because you saw that Rockwell was wearing pants or shorts or a towel <laughs> in the shower so like you can see the rim and i'm like wait a second he's just in the shower he's like i'm always here he was in the shower for a long time in that video yeah and what's he was wearing the, pants. what's with what's with the asian writing on the newspaper dude i thought i was watching about? the wrong video i Me put too. it on and i'm like why is this a japanese or uh, this is like an, an asian newspaper yeah i didn't get that because that's la like when he came out onto the balcony, I'm like, that's LA. That's like kind of where I live. You know, like they just not have like a newspaper at the time and they grab whatever like they had for the setting. But why that one? I mean, I you could have had anything like you could have picked up any newspaper. I don't know. I I, I don't know. But the, the whole thing was like, and really then they had like disturbing. a crow flying. There's like a crow flying in the, in the, the house. Okay. But not only was there a crow flying, but then also. There was a lot of fake crows. There were like also stuffed crows and live yeah. crow crows. I feel uh, like he didn't even. Around. I feel like he was like visiting someone's house. Like this wasn't. It's supposed to be his house, but yet he's like paranoid, walking well, all over his house. But that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Like, okay, I put it on. It's like it seems like it's him that picks up the paper. He goes and he's reading it. He's reading that paper. Right. Yeah. So we can assume that the narrator or the POV person it can speak Chinese or that can read Chinese, Japanese, or read uh, you know, a uh, newspaper. So then there's a vase on its side, broken. So it's like you're thinking like that someone break into this house, but then it's not. It's just someone walking through it. I, or so, did he break into his into the house, or was somebody dead? Or was somebody dead in the house? And is before? he dead? And it's right, a so haunted there's house. Oh, oh my God, bro. You have to rewind the video to 44 seconds in. 43, 44, 43 seconds in. Rewind the video because I hear you're listening to I can hear it. Like, rewind it to 44 seconds and pause it. And you'll see that he's wearing a towel in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> What is happening? You have enough money to get Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson in this time period 
to be on this song, you should have some money to to like direct this fucking video clip. Like, yes. Oh my god, dude! That like but what, I saw imagine that, him performing this song. Like he's stuck performing this. Well, did Rockwell do? I mean, I don't know much about Rockwell. Uh, so I mean, again, so Rockwell, Ken Kennedy William Gordy. Better known by his stage name Rockwell, an American former musician and song, singer-songwriter who signed to Motown. Uh, he is best known for his 1984 single "Somebody's Watching Me." Now, were all these songs from 1984? <laughs> except for, for Mustn't. <laughs> except for, I mean, a lot of them are. Anyway, he is the son of Motown founder and CEO Barry Gordy. Oh, okay, so he's the son of the CEO of Motown of the Motown Record Company. His father named him Kennedy William after John F. Kennedy and William Smokey Robinson. Okay, uh, Smokey Robinson. To avoid the appearance of nepotism, he secured his record deal without his father's knowledge. Motown actually came up with the name Rockwell, and the young Gordy agreed to the change uh, because he believed he rocked well. Awesome. Oh, in 1984, he had his biggest single, Somebody's Watching Me, with childhood friend Michael Jackson singing the chorus lyrics and Jermaine Jackson singing backup. Uh, Somebody's Watching Me became a gold-certified million-selling number two song in the U.S., which also peaked at number six in the U.K. It held number one on Billboard's R&B chart for five weeks. A follow-up singles underperformed with Obscene Phone Caller being Rockwell's only other top 40. It reached number 35. Uh, Rockwell released two more albums before ending his musical career. So he didn't have a long career. That's really it. His half sister's actress Rhonda Ross or Rhonda Ross Kendrick, the eldest child of Diana Ross. Wow. So he comes from a real uh, prestigious uh, family. I don't know how I, I'm kind of. This song doesn't really do it for me. It's weird. I, I, this song's another song that I like. Oh I could I could tell you this Ghostbusters. I could play the whole time. Yeah. At a party. Yeah. This song, after like three of the, some, I got a feeling somebody's watching, I'd be, I'm over it. It's time to move on after a minute. Dude, I, I agree. And not even that, the video is ridiculous. Because like at two minutes and 35 seconds, you see that there's a woman under the bed. I don't know why. The um, house but- is haunted. But is it haunted or are there just people squatting in it? <laughs> Dude, they didn't have the budget to make them fade away just like it, like in the Ghostbusters album. Well, the Ghostbusters obviously had a lot more budget. I mean, you had uh, Ivan Reitman directing it. You have like celebrities like Danny DeVito, John Candy, and everyone um, in it. Um, I'm giving you the link in the chat here. This is the Disney one. Okay. You want me to check this out real quick? Yeah, just check it out real quick because this is the, you know, Disney. Disney's fucked up, man. Dude, yeah. Disney has some artists that are fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all, okay, it already looks disturbing. Ten seconds in, it already looks disturbing. Nikki has no pupils. Like, he's just, you know, looks like he just took, like, a heroic dose of mushrooms and, like, his pupils just dilated all the way out of his eyes. (laughs) I feel like in Halloween uh, things, they just want to scare the shit out of Mickey. And I never noticed that Pluto has like a bump on his head. Yeah. Who's watching Okay, and now he's got a gun. Dude, this is the thing about Disney. They always like, they go straight to violence very quickly. 
Dude, this what this song's that? not that bad. I'm, I'm thinking now. I'm like rehearing it, like the the little very electronic. Oh, <laughs> and it's like another mashup. But like, does that mean they have that? Okay, that was weird. Again with the Somebody's gun. watching me. I remember this from a kid, like being a kid, like the shoes connected to the shotgun that uh, Mickey had. Watching me. So was this? This is from like a, a a movie, or so? What Disney used to do is like these mashups during the holidays. They do like these song mashups, and then they would yeah. take like all their songs. Whoa! Did they just throw someone off a bridge? Yes, they did, Holy and somebody's shit. hanging. Somebody's you... also hanging. Wait, you didn't see the 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 scene when the, the somebody gets hung through a window oh but you just see the shadow. <laughs> Holy sh did you dude, that was really wrong. It was wrong. This is for kids. It's for kids. Oh my god, what is that guy doing? Okay, obviously like these are from other Disney films or Disney cartoons or whatever. But I'm trying to think like what Disney cartoon do you need that, like, where, okay, in this scene, we're going to illustrate someone hanging another person? I don't know. That shit was fucking violent. Wow. Dude. I have to shut this off. Um, because I'm, I'm really creeped out by the whole thing. Um, <laughs> holy shit, dude. Okay. I will say that it is more entertaining probably than the others, than the real video. But um, definitely do not think that I want to watch that ever again. Wow. Woo. Disney mashup. Yeah. Well, it says a lot about when you put a song to videos, how you can change the perspective of yeah. that video and the feeling of that video. Let's I, rate this, Dan. How are you going to rate this? Because I, I kind of like this song and I kind of don't. I don't know. I'm making it. I'm saying it's a nostalgia. It doesn't pass the nostalgia test for me. I don't think that that makes it bad. I just I think that like, unlike the Ghostbusters theme song, where people are probably going to be like, "How can you think the Ghostbusters theme song passes?" And I'm going to say because I will play the Ghostbusters theme song, um, and listen to it, and I will also listen to This Is Halloween because it's a good song, um, and even the video to Ghostbusters to both of those are good, but somebody's watching me. I don't understand the video. I don't know why he's wearing pants or shorts or a towel in the shower. The video is creepy, but way too creepy in a way that like it looks like a POV like horror film, but also not a horror film as much as like a snuff film. And yes. that creeps me out. And the Disney version doesn't make <laughs> it any better. Um, and then the song's good, but I think like I, you know, like I said, like like you said, like after a few beats, I'm kind of like, all right, and I'm only looking forward to the Michael Jackson part most of the time. So I'm I'm reading it nostalgic only. Yeah, I'll agree. I have to yeah. agree with that. Nostalgic yeah. only. I like the beats. I like Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson definitely help out on it. Oh yeah. Um, I don't really like really think about this song at all. Uh, the only reason why. It was number five on the list or something like that. And I was like, all right, let's put it in there. Yeah. So this is not a song that I really think about ever. No, I don't think I, anyone does. Uh, some people might. I mean, it was a top single, I guess. It did well. I yeah. just think it's like, meh, Mulder. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't do anything I, for me. No, and the video is disturbing. And in the end of that video, when the mailman 
comes up to him and like the shot before is like he's got like a zombie hand or something. And then yeah. he hands him mail and then it stops as he's swinging his other hand around and then the video ends. Got so it. are we to assume that he kills that guy? Yes. And everyone just looked drugged. Like everyone in the video, that woman just is asleep under the bed, like half her body. And um, the whole thing kind of weirded me out. I didn't like it. <laughs> All right. I agree. Moving oh, on. man. Moving now, on. I think we finally hit what we need to hit. Monster Mash. So we're doing Monster Mash right now. All yeah, because right. the last one is the best one, I think. But Monster now, Mash. Now, let me tell you this. Before yes. we get into the video, yes. first of all, there's two videos I watched. Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch the the Disney uh, one. Oh, how dare! Maybe I should, but um, you have. I watched been. the one that uh, they put basically like classic monster videos to it. But yeah, did you watch him singing it live? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Which I think is the original video. But I'm gonna say this. I'm putting the just let's talk about the song. Go ahead. I'm gonna talk about the song. The Go song ahead. itself. I <laughs> remember this song since I was like in second grade. Like yeah. this is an old fucking song, and I like the song. I, it, I, I almost I have like a love hate relationship with this song because you know Monster Mash. It's classic like Halloween themed you know put this summer in the part halloween party i keep going back to like being at halloween party yeah you're playing this song it's a good cheesy song to have on yeah it's catchy i don't know if i necessarily like it but yet i don't hate it now yeah <laughs> the fucking video wow what the fuck is this guy doing this guy's my hero dude. in this, this guy it's my hero this guy is when i fucking watched that i was like what oh is happening first of all he's wearing a suit this, and tie and he's first of all he did this recorded yeah he didn't you can't make those faces insane no and he did it in front of a live audience right and now we're in uh costume with dick clark I'm not even sure what the costume next to the guy. The guy Dude, what was that? Him. I think that guy was like probably like some serial killer that we all know about. He got into yeah. that. Like, yeah. I I don't know. All I know is Monster Mash was a Bobby uh, so, Pickett. Okay. Yeah, What's Bobby Boris Pickett. The Monster Mash is a 1962 novelty song by Bobby Boris Pickett. The song was released as a single on Gary S. Paxson's Garpax Records label in August 1962, along with the full-length LP called The Original Monster Mash, which contained several other monster-themed tunes. The Monster Mash single was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart on October 20th to 27th of that year, just before Halloween. It has been a perennial Halloween favorite ever this goes deep though like i i mean i don't even know how much time we have to talk about how unbelievable all of this shit is with the monster mash and especially with boris pickett but i mean 
he was an aspiring actor who sang with a band called The Cordials at night while going to auditions during the day. One night while performing with his band, Pickett did a monologue in imitation of horror movie actor Boris Karloff while performing The Diamond's Little uh, Darling. The audience loved it. A fellow band member, Lenny Capizzi, encouraged Pickett to do more with the Karloff imitation. Pickett and Capizzi uh, composed Monster Mash and recorded it with Gary S. Paxson, pianist Leon Russell, Johnny McRae, Ricky Page, and Terry Bird, credited as the Crypt Pickers. The song was partially inspired by Paxson's early novelty hit, Alley Oop, as well as by the mashed potato dance craze of the era. A variation of the mashed potato, mashed potato, mashed potato was danced to Monster Mash in which the footwork was the same, but Frankenstyle monster gestures were made with the arms and hands. And it goes on. But I mean, literally a thousand people covered this song. It is probably one of the most, you know, played songs of, you know, Halloween. And you don't, you know, without without the song, there. I mean, Halloween without the song doesn't make sense. Probably. No, no. <laughs> what doesn't really make sense oh. is how he performs. Like anybody who's listening to us right now, when we're like the fact that we're both kind of sitting here in silence is because we watched the original performance of this song. Yeah, and it is something to be seen. Yeah, everyone, I'm going to put the link to the to the performance in the show notes, but he performed it on October 13th, 1964 um, on the American Bandstand show. And it is quite possibly one of the greatest things I have ever fucking seen. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you what do you mean? What, what do you what do you mean? What do you think, Mandy, when you saw that? When you saw that for the first time? I mean, come on. First of all, uh, the still picture of it, you're like, what the fuck am I about to watch, right? If you just see the picture of his face, yeah, it's crazy, right? It's crazy because, like, so he gets introduced, and as the camera is going into him, you could see he's distorting his face to turn into, like, a monster. I'm like, what is he about to do? And I was like, all right, he's only going to do this in the beginning of this song. No, he keeps this on the whole fucking time. Dude, the facial expressions that this man is making, distorting his face like a monster, is crazy. It, it, I don't even need to watch any other scary movie. I'll just watch this guy's face. It was yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm watching it on mute, and it is the creepiest shit I've ever seen. He basically does a monster mash of his face yes he monster matches his face that's what he does but it's amazing like the dedication he doesn't stop like he doesn't get tired no he's moving his eyebrows there's pieces of his faces that are that are moving different and like just like with every word and this is not a, a a song that's like you know not full of lyrics. There's so much in it. He's ta- he talks about Dracula, Wolfman. He talks about every single monster that's there. He talks about the, what kind of, what day it is and all this stuff. And he's just going nuts. His face moves constantly. The this whole, is a long crazy. song. It is. It's four minutes and 23 seconds. If you 
have the introduction added to it. I think it's like a three minute, almost four minute song. There are more lyrics in this song than the Ghostbusters song. Uh, yeah. the, the Ghostbusters song doesn't have many lyrics at all because, well, you know, and I think in a genius way, Ray Parker Jr. knew how am I supposed to do this song? It's really hard to write a song with the word Ghostbusters in it. Um, so he did it. <laughs> so he did it the right way. But the Monster Mash is like a whole story. It's like a short story. Yeah. I, I, I'm. No. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. And the LP is amazing. So the LP for the Monster Mash album is like the Monster Mash. Then like there's a song called Blood Bank Blues. Graveyard Shift, Scully Gully, Wolfbane, Mont Transylvania Twists, Sinister Stomp, Me and My Mummy, Monster Motion, Monster Mash Party, Irresistible Igor, Bella's Bella's Bash, Let's Fly Away, and Monster's Holiday. Now, there's a couple other ones in there that I don't know how to pronounce. They made a whole album of it. Of this whole song? Or oh, you mean like just a like whole about album. Of novelty, ma- like monster mash, like song. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he also did in 1975. Uh, Pickett recorded a novelty spoof on Star Trek called Star Trek with Peter Ferrara again performing some of the various voices, which was played on Doctor Demento's radio show for many years. He also performed a duet with Ferrara in 1976 titled King Kong Your Song spoofing the movie by the same name that was released that year. So this guy is like the original Weird Al. Yeah. I mean, he says here in the 1980s, a musical sequel to the Monster Mash called The Monster Rap was released, which featured Pickett teaching the creature to speak through rapping. But not nearly as popular as the original Monster Mash, it once again found a reasonable following with the Dr. Demento fan base. Wow. And here's the best part. In 2005, Pickett protested inaction on the United States government's part towards global warming by releasing Climate Mash, a new version of it. What is happening? Dude, you guys have to watch this video. It is (sighs) phenomenal. He died in 2007. He was 69 years old. Um, it It looked like he had an amazing career. With just this song? I mean, I feel like this song pretty much like launched his career. You know what I mean? Oh my God. This is, this is why. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, his obituary, it says Bobby Boris Pickett. Oh, New York AP. He does the monster mash no more. (laughs) That's, (laughs) and then it goes down like his whole career, but boy, it's so stupid. Oh my god. Amazing. Dude, at the end of the video, yeah. His face, he doesn't even look like the same person who's doing the song. Oh no. Like he distorted his face so much that yeah. It, he looks like this peaceful guy. During the whole time you're like there's a psychopath singing the song. Yeah, it's exactly. Crazy. He looks like a maniac. He really like just was so dedicated to all that to what he yeah, was doing. I didn't doing. realize it was like a spoof because if you watch if you watch it on YouTube, it like underneath it is like Abercan and Costello is on there. Like mm. this is like considered like it was a niche. The Monster Mash. It's a graveyard. Sure, sure, Monster Mash. 
I mean, that was the thing. As soon as I started listening to these songs and watching the videos uh, for this episode, I couldn't get this song out of my head. This song is it can never not be in your head during Halloween. Yeah, no, this is one of those songs because it just is in my head the entire time. Like, and I, I like was waking up and just like walking around the apartment, and all I kept hearing in my head was like. And I was like, oh no. The monster mash. Yeah, it just like kept happening. It's a graveyard smash. The monster mash. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good song. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know if I want to say it's a good song. (laughs) But it's catchy as fuck. And the thing is, you can't have Halloween without this song. And the video was another level. I mean, even if I compared what I saw in the American Bandstand video to, like, somebody's watching me, right? I get what's happening on the American Bandstand video. And I even get the Disney, like, one or whatever. The Rockwell's video for somebody's watching me, I, I it's just, like, you didn't understand what was happening. It doesn't grab me like the Monster Mash, which is, like, I can't believe I'm saying these words. Like, they were talking about the Monster Mash, a song that, like, I... Like, just think of, like, oh, little kids, like, in school. And yeah. it's like, oh, Halloween, here's some candy. Shut up and eat it. And then, like, here, listen to the monster match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was played for all ages. This is still goes on during a Halloween party. Oh, 1,000%. Imagine, like, not having this song on. Like, people are like, play the monster match. It's like the oh, yeah. free bird of Halloween. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> play free bird it's definitely the free bird of Halloween bro I mean, that's crazy oh I'm exhausted this song so how would you fun. rate this after seeing the video of him singing it uh, it, it really brought uh, it to a whole new level I mean that was a performance that that has to be studied that 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 performance should be studied by like singers and actors of all kinds I mean I, yeah. it was unbelievable I mean, he and then he's just like, yeah, thanks. Like after like he was talking after like Dick Clark came up there to talk to him, which is so weird that they played the Monster Mash on American Bandstand. But (laughs) but I'm I'm going to say that the Monster Mash for me passes the nostalgia. Passes it. I I think it passes it because one, it's affected my brain, and, (laughs) and and I feel like that unlike somebody's watching me it, it it does a thing that i feel like it knows what it is and it's just out there doing it where somebody's watching me is just like weird like and i feel bad saying this because like i know like when i look at the story you know rockwell's story and stuff like that in the uh wikipedia and him trying to not get a record deal because his dad owned motown records and he tried to do it in a different name it sounds like though the child of Motown records recording a song and being friends with Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson and getting the song <laughs> together. That's what it sounds like. It's like, Hey guys, I I know, like, let's just do this. And we're like, this guy was like a war veteran, apparently I think. Right. And um, he like has a whole comedy and writing career. And this is like a whole thing for him. Like he created this like whole character. Yeah, he was a uh, picket served in the United States Army from March 9th, 1956 to 1959, March 3rd, 13th, 1959. 
was stationed in Korea for an unknown period of time. Who? Okay. And whose bio just is like, yeah, he was stationed in Korea. Oh, for how long? An unknown period of time. <laughs> okay. So not only was he part of like one of the lost wars of American history, like one of those wars where you go to school, no one talks about the Korean War. It's just like, God, that kind of happened. But, you know, we don't have enough movies about it. So, you know, in, in the United States, if there wasn't a movie made about that war, no one fucking talked about it. So, yeah. like, <laughs> there was, like, no platoon of Korean. Like, no Korean War platoon. But, um, yeah, like, unknown period of time. So he could have been there for, you know, God, God knows how long. Wow. So I'm saying it passes. I, I think it's one of those songs that even if you played it and it wasn't Halloween, then I feel like I would enjoy it to a certain extent. I like it. It's catchy. <laughs> I used to think I hated this song. It's, it's it's stuck in my head. So I'm going to say it passes the test. I mean, it's still here, man. How long has it been here? I mean, I, it's going to – it's the top three. It's the top three songs. It's got to be. I mean, it's of the, all the, time. Yeah. Of, of if Halloween. this is not on your Halloween list, then you're not <laughs> – yeah, no, it's, it's definitely top right three. Now. It's just like, yeah, it's like I, top three, you know, Stairway to Heaven, Monster Mash, and like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, if you're at a Halloween party or it's Halloween and someone puts on Monster Mash and someone shuts it off, be like, boo, beat that, you know, they, kick that person out of that party, okay? Because like, are you to listening to this all the way through? Yes. And, and the, here's why there's a whole story. Like, do you know what I mean? The lyrics okay. have a story. And it's like, okay. and it, it, it knows it's going through the story. Where, like, somebody's watching me, it's just like, again, I just want to hear Michael Jackson sing and Jermaine Jackson sing. And then Rockwell sound, kind of sounds like The Weeknd. Anyways. Oh God, I am exhausted. I cannot believe it. Uh, so you're saying it passes much. the test. I'm saying it passes the test. The Monster Mash passes the test. Steve, I hope you're happy about this, uh, you know, because I don't want to hear you complaining about another music episode that, you know, you were like, I was so pissed. Like, guess what? Yeah. Um, Monster Mash passes. Steve also likes, apparently, when we argue. Yeah. Uh, Spice Girls does not much. pass. We get along too much, and Steve wants us to argue and have hate. Oh, in the yeah. World. Yeah, he definitely argued so much on that Killer Clowns episode. Yeah. Fuck you, Steve. Um, <laughs> all right. Next one. Last one. Which should be on everybody's top list is yeah. Thriller. Yes. By MJ. Now, did you watch the 13 minute version or the seven minute version of the video? 13 minute yeah. version. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I am going to sit and watch a Michael Jackson movie, yeah. try not to think about some crazy shit with him. I like to watch all his movies, um, not movies. I mean, well, yeah, they're movies. This yeah. music video is basically. Any Michael Jackson music video that's worth watching is usually a short film. Oh, like, yeah. The guy went all out. All out. Okay. The only weird thing that I thought was odd that he had to write, I guess he didn't believe in supernatural and stuff, but he wrote, like, due to my strong personal convictions. Yeah. Is I, um, I wish to stress that this film is in no way endorsed the belief, the belief in the occult. Yeah, which is that belief in the supernatural, which is funny that he put that in there. I'm like, well, he okay. was, and I was talking about this with someone before that, and because I didn't know why, but he he's a Jehovah Witness, and because he's oh. a Jehovah's Witness, 
guess he needed to put that in there. He because of his belief system. I didn't realize he was a Jehovah Witness, so he didn't celebrate yeah. his birthday. Him and Prince. All right. Um, yeah. So that's why. But we go. Wow. Dan. Yeah. The thirteen minute and forty two second length of this is yeah. crazy. Did this come out before Teen Wolf? It probably oh did. Oh my God, that's right. You know, here's the thing. Like, I was supposed to look that up, right? Uh, because the beginning <laughs> of it is basically Teen Wolf, right? So Teen Wolf came out in 1985. Okay. So this, and this came out in 1982. Released yeah. as a single. Wait, the album re- released 19, November 30th, 1982. They released this as a single in 1984? What? That's crazy. No, that's got to be wrong. I got to look that up. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. The Thriller album came out in 1982. Yeah. And the Thriller music video, 1983. Okay. All right. So that makes a little more sense. Yes. So the song came out before the movie. This is great. Okay. Yes. First of all, the fact that you sit here and you basically watch, he's, he's meta beyond meta. Yes. You know, he's watching himself and he's enjoying himself play a wolf guy and then ends up being a zombie in this whole thing. Oh, he basically he's Team Wolf before Team Wolf is even a movie, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Cause Team Wolf is 1985. Actually, on yeah. the Wikipedia page, the reason he got the idea of this movie in early August after seeing his horror film. Um, an American Werewolf in London in 1981. Michael Jackson contacted the director of that, who was John Landis. So again, another unbelievable director for this a music video. At the time, commercial directors did not direct music videos, but Landis was intrigued. He and Jackson conceived a short film shot on 35 millimeter film with the production values of a feature film with a budget of $900,000. Wow. Just to do a video, a 13-minute video. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it seems like that. Another thing says it was like a budget was 500000 uh, but I believe it's around somewhere in between 500000 and 900000 But still, that's a lot of money for a music video at in 1983. Yes. Yeah. What else facts you got here? Oh, my God. I mean. Let's go with the facts because, I mean, so, everyone so knows this. Yeah. A 1983 music video made for Michael Jackson's song Thriller, directed by John Landis and written by Landis and Jackson. So they wrote it together. It references numerous horror films and stars Jackson performing a dance routine with the horde of the undead Ola Ray, who, uh, just a little bit of Ola Ray, she is an American model and actress most notable for her role as the girlfriend of Michael Jackson in the short film Thriller. Um, that's really it. That's all she really did on the Wikipedia page. Of says that's all she really did other than she did model for Playboy once. She was the Playmate of the Year in uh, June 1980. That's her career. Um, Jackson contacted Landis after seeing his film and then they paired and did this whole thing. It was filmed at the Palace Theater in downtown Los Angeles, uh, the junction of Union Pacific Avenue and South of Cal- uh, Calzona Street in East Los Angeles and the Angelino Heights neighborhood. Um, so it was definitely, it was filmed all over L.A. Um, it was launched to great anticipation and played regularly on MTV. It doubled the sales of the Thriller album, helping it become the best-selling album in history and sold over a million copies on VHS. 
becoming the best-selling videotape at the time. It is credited for transforming music videos into a serious art form, breaking down racial barriers in popular entertainment, popularizing the making of documentary. The success transformed Jackson into a dominant force in global pop culture. The Library of Congress described it as the most famous music video of all time and has been named the greatest video of all time by various publications and readers polls. In 2009, it became the first music video inducted into the National Film Registry as culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. I mean, Dude, I mean, we were talking about this in the last episode when we did with just the music video of like telling right. a story. This yeah. is beyond telling a story. This is like, I mean, he yeah. the, he was in the last video with Scream. Like, this guy knew how to make art of all type of art. Like, you know, it, he first of all is a great song. Okay, <laughs> yeah. he no gave away the song. It's a great Halloween song. I, I love the 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 guy, the narrator that comes in and like is like the deep voice and the telling the story. While like all the, the the beat in the background is going on, it's slow, and then it's about to catch up and dancing. Other, mm-hmm. I mean, and then you got him bringing in one of the best filmmakers to do a music video. Yes, but let's make a movie and change. How many costume changes did this guy have? Yeah, hit the Wolfman. They they made they transformed him. Yeah, right. His ears, his hands, whatever, and then. You got him in his regular look, but then you put him in a zombie look, and then even at the end, the cat eyes. I, it was it was crazy. He must have been up at five, like three o'clock in the morning to start doing costume for all this, and he danced oh. in this whole video. Unbelievable. The uh, narrator's voice. There it is, Vincent Price, who provided the spoken word sequence to the end of Michael Jackson's song, Thriller. Um, there's also, you saw that they're watching a Vincent Price or whatever was supposed to be a Vincent Price uh, movie when they walked out of the movie theater, uh, Jackson and, um, and Ola. So Vincent Price was an American activist known for his performances in horror films, although his career spanned other genres, including film noir, drama, mystery, thriller, and comedy. He appeared on stage, television, and radio, and in more than 100 films. Um, so Vincent Price, there you go with him, because he was the narrator on that um, on that video. Dude, it was it's so good. I mean, think of the I'm money. Watching, I'm just watching like his like dance moves when he's with her when they're walking right out of the movie theater, oh. and he's like doing a zombie like dance or yeah. whatever. It's just it's so good. I mean, think of the money that went into this. You have John Landis, right? He directed Stripes. He's directed Meatballs. He's directed, you know, I mean, unproduced. He was the producer of Animal House and uh, Blues Brothers, the director of Blues Brothers. And then he is con- an American Werewolf. So right after American Werewolf in London, that's when, you know, he gets a call from Michael Jackson to do this video. They get Vincent Price to do the voice. You have Michael Jackson. You have John Landis. You have Vincent Price. You have unbelievable background dancers. You have a huge set like you know several shooting locations i mean this video was quite possibly one of the i think they have it right it's probably the best music video of all time yeah i mean other than but this is the thing michael jackson's other videos like the smooth criminal like i love the smooth criminal video oh i love that video 
but that's also a movie. You yep. remember the whole movie around that where like there was like this weird drug dealer or something played yeah, by man. was it Danny DeVito, the guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I think it was one of those guys. I don't oh, know. Shit, I forget. Yeah. Yeah, but there was some crazy shit that happens with that, and it's a like gangster. Yeah. Smooth and then he becomes crazy. a robot at the end. Yes. Like Jackson becomes yes. a robot. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the greatest like music movie videos of all time. He always yeah. did this. Like Michael Jackson knew something about yeah. the idea of like music videos are going to be huge. And that's the thing now. Like music videos aren't like this. Like I feel like they, they're not these gigantic productions. Do you think that people have the bandwidth of being able to watch a video like this and being like, mm-hmm. after four minutes, be like, wait, there's still more? Well, I mean, you, they, and Beyonce came out with that lemonade. Uh, album and right lemonade was that visual album yeah so it was like a whole video album she just did another one so i feel like people have possible like attention span for it but did it do well probably it's beyonce but does it do as well as michael jackson did i don't know i know that it's, it's all different now think about how like you have to play this on mtv right or you have to buy a videotape of it. I mean, they're saying like it sold how many VHS tapes of this video, right? I mean, yeah. now it's like streaming or it's on YouTube or it's like that. So like you really can't tell like what is even a stream, right? Like we, even with our podcast, like, you know, you say we, we go, oh, well, look how many people heard our episode. But really, does that is that 30 seconds in and done? Does that count or is it all the way through? True. So we don't even know. It's not. It's like totally a different world. So. You could put something out and then, you know, you have like stream streaming farms where people just, you know, are paid to stream that shit until like, you know, it's um, like a number one. But I think with Thriller, it was just such an unbelievable idea. And when I think of it versus, again, I couldn't stop thinking about Killer Clowns in Outer Space and watching Thriller because I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is so already scarier than anything in Killer Clowns in Outer Space. And done so well. I mean, just like the the choreographing of all of them when they start dancing, they do like the you know the typical like thriller part, yeah. um, like dance. And I think they even dance like this in Teen Wolf. If I could remember, I thought that there was a thriller this part in be... Teen Wolf in the gym, and they do like the dance so, a little bit. And he one, does the thriller yeah. dance, I think. Look, uh, which might be an homage to the fact that this was about a teen that turned into a werewolf. Well, it's not even that. The other thing is in uh, the Backstreet Boys Everybody video. You fucking love the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) They dance like that too, though. They they do an homage to that as well. Um, So here's the video from Teen Wolf. I don't know. I'm going um, maybe to. Maybe I'm just up my head. It's possible. This movie's uh, insane. <laughs> Team yeah. It, it, what is happening in this film? They're doing like these. It's weird. It's not like an homage to it. Like they're doing this thing where, again, this is not good for a podcast. But they're like dancing, and he's like, ah! and then like everyone's just like, oh. and then, and then, yeah. And like that's it. It's not like they're doing the thriller uh, 
Because for some one, reason, I had it in my none brain of these that assholes they, can like, do that shit. I, I had it in my brain that they actually did the full dance. I don't know why. Do you think Michael <laughs> J. Fox could like do that dance? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't know why I thought that. All right. Well, oh my God. Anyways. But, like, you know, but dude, the, yeah. the choreographing, the acting, the where the, they're in the house all of a sudden. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, I'll just take you home. I think one of the craziest things about this video, though, if I was thinking about it, is jacket. His oh, jacket. That, that jacket. I mean, first of all, I want that jacket. If you're in the, if you are in the crowd, right? Say like you're watching a movie and someone walked in all red, like all red leather. I mean, you know something's going down. You got to be two people to pull that off. Okay, name them. And that's Michael Jackson okay. and Eddie Murphy. I knew you were gonna say Eddie. I was like, are the because... only two people? Yeah. To pull that off, because yes, yeah. he wore it on one of his stand up. I think Delirious, right? I think so. Yeah. But yeah. those two people, if, yeah. they, if those two people walk in, you're like, all right. Makes sense. All right. This is going to be good. Yeah. You, that guy's not just going to stand in there and be a boring yeah. guy. Okay. No. You're not walking in with a leather pants and leather jacket and be boring. Like, no. you can't. <laughs> no. You can't. You can't be like someone else. Like, it's like, hey, it's like, you know. I wouldn't even, th I couldn't even name another person to make it funny because it's all funny if anyone else had wore that or it's just like beat that person up. Like, you know, what did they do? Because I'm trying to think about like any other person that's famous. No, but you have to be famous to make that work like to the fullest. Okay. Like so if how about, Chevy Chase yeah. walked in. No. Now? No. Not now. <laughs> Chevy Chase back, now or J National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Chevy Chase? Yeah. That, that Chevy Chase. Yeah. Still. It'll work. It wouldn't would it even work, fit. Or would it work as like, he just looks stupid. Like, I I, I look at Michael Jackson, I don't think he looks stupid. No. I'm just like, it fucking works for him. Isn't that weird? Like, when I saw him wearing that and he was in the movie theater scene, I was like, yeah. Uh, the one thing I was thinking was like, he must be sweating his ass off. Oh, my God. Wearing leather no pants and a leather jacket in a First crowded of all, leather movie pants. in the 80s. <laughs> It smells like ass everywhere. <laughs> I all I can think all about is, him, and I'm like, get off! Like, go away. I'm yeah, like, and he's eating popcorn now. There's butter involved, dude. He is the happiest son of a bitch eating that popcorn. He was just so happy, like oh he was God, smiling, smile. and he was just like, yeah, popcorn. He's, and he's like, like I'm so good, and he's watching like, himself yeah. on a screen. Like, That's the thing. Go. They're watching themselves on a screen. Yeah. That's yeah. the weirdest part about this movie. They're in the movie theater watching this movie, and it's them on the screen, and she's scared of watching herself. And everyone in the movie theater is just, like, not like not going, like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's that guy, and he's wearing the same goddamn thing, basically, almost. But, oh, actually, I was like, oh, shit, he's wearing, like, a mini old high school uh, Letterman jacket. He was wearing a, a Michael jacket. A Letterman M. I'm like, is this guy, did they make him a Letterman jacket? And he's like, he's so full of himself that he's like, make it an M. Yeah. But it works. I'm just like, yeah, make it an M. No, it works. I mean, yeah. him he graduated from his own school. Yeah. You, you're right. Him, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, 
and probably the only other person I could do like a full bodysuit of leather in a color that no one else would wear is Prince. Because okay. again, Prince wore all purple, right? No one else. But he has ass chaps because like he needed he knew he needed to let his shit breathe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what he needed. He, yeah, exactly. But I think like when you think of like when you said like Chevy Chase, I feel like if Chevy Chase put that clothing on, two things would either happen. One, he would spontaneously explode. Like I think he would just you know spontaneously combust, or because yeah. the clothing is just too awesome. Or two, it just wouldn't fit. Like he'd put it on, it would just look loose, and it just looked like it wouldn't be fit. What if my father wore something like this? Oh my god, dude! I gotta find out from my mom. You have to. Because he used to go to Studio 54. And, I mean, this looks like something you would, you would see at Studio 54. Again, another like, place where damn, no they one didn't should just wear sell, They didn't just sell two of these. Like, this was an outfit. Yo, imagine... This is like, shit you wore. We're only making two of these. We're making Eddie's one for Eddie Michael Murphy, Jackson. and we're making one for... Um, Michael Jackson. And yeah. and Prince, but Prince gets purple. Oh my God! Please tell me that there's a Wikipedia page for this like whole outfit. Holy shit! Okay. There's a. <laughs> so the red jacket worn by Michael Jackson in Michael Jackson's Thriller in 1983 has been referred to as the Thriller jacket, designed by Deborah Noodleman Landis. Oh, she was just like, oh my God! Again. Oh wait, worked, I know who else could who could have gotten away with this. She was this. a Landis. She's like, I guess her the the wife or the um yeah. Anyway, the candy apple red jacket with black stripes uh was noted for its many zippers, its M logo, and Star Trek esque angular rigid shoulder design. The jacket became the hottest outwear outerwear fad of the mid eighties and was widely emulated. Because counterfeit copies of the jacket could sell at over five hundred dollars. In 1984, Jackson filed a lawsuit in New York City to prevent unauthorized copies of the jacket and his other merchandise. On tw- on June 27, 2011, the jacket sold for holy shit, 1.8 million dollars. The cost of killer clowns in outer space. The buyer, <laughs> Lady Gaga, described the jacket as the greatest piece of rock and roll memorabilia in history. Did she wear it? She must have put it on. She had to have worn it at least once. I mean, oh, that would be gross. You know how many times he probably sweating that in the oh, costumes and everything. Uh, this woman did a lot of awesome stuff. Like, I want to learn more about her. So, dude, I could tell you that the other person wow. that could pull that off was Tyler Durden. Yes. Wait, didn't he, he wear something that was like? He wore that? a red jacket, but it wasn't. It was. I guess you could call it like. A style of that, but no, he did like more of like a racer jacket, like a wow. car racer jacket. That's right, dude. So this woman, Deborah Noodleman, uh, I guess not Noodleman, Nadel, Nadel, Nadulman. I'm, I, I'm gonna, I destroyed her name, and I'm really sorry. Um, Landis, she was uh, the spouse of John Landis. She also created the jacket and fedora for Indiana Jones. The college sweatshirt worn by Bluto Lutarski, uh, John Belushi in Animal House. The red jacket from Thriller. She's also a professor and um, historian and costume designer, like I said, American author. So she's got uh, an unbelievable career. She's 
because of her, this video and his whole career is like, I mean, the collaboration of the Landis's and Michael Jackson for this is just ridiculous. It's crazy. This is a great video. The one thing which was crazy is like they're walking down the street after they get out of the movie theater and then it's desolate, like immediately. Sure. Like, and then they turn around and they're surrounded by zombies. I'm like, how did they not notice that they were coming from all sides of that? Well, dude, like, dude, every scene, like the, the graveyard, them coming out of that. Yes. Every, the details in every single costume. And just the details in Michael's, like, face. Because yes. it changes. It changes while he's dancing. Like, they did a lot of different dance moves. And he was wearing, like, two or three different faces. That. thing. Okay. It keeps switching. His faces keep switching? Yeah. Yeah, I know. The one guy, the one zombie that freaked me out when I was a kid and still freaks me out to this day was the guy that opened his mouth and all that goo or blood just came out of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, that guy. I'm like, that's the guy that every time I saw this video, that like I was just like, that image is burned in my brain. Yes. But his dancing was amazing. And what made me think about these music video, this music video, the dancing from the 1980s when it comes to music videos in the early 90s, that there was dancing was really, 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 really important. Um, Yeah, of course. But it was just really unbelievable dancing, dancing. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, it wasn't just like shake my ass dancing. Like this was like dancing. It was amazing to watch. Everyone was Dude, like, they oh, put their heart and soul in this, and they actually, like, they sold it. Like, everything about it. Like, they made, they fucking told these people, we're going to dance, and we're going to dance in zombie, zombie uniform. Mm-hmm. Dance like zombies would, but also look professional. Oh, yeah. Like, they could have half-assed this thing. They did not. Like, no. They were dancing like crazy while in costume. Yeah. Michael Jackson does not half-ass anything. I mean, this video, I mean, this one, the one from the, you know, episode 15, and when you, the, um, the playlist, scream. Uh, the, the scream video from the R&B, uh, episode. I mean, you could see that, like, whenever he was going to do something that was going to be big or do anything that had to do with his music or anything, he was putting everything he had into it. There wasn't just like some bullshit video. It was like, and especially this one was just a work of art. Dude, like they got the people's faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you're, wa- I'm watching this right now when they're doing like the choreographed dance where they're going back and forth. Yeah, the face they're selling the face of a zombie of how a zombie would still look, but mm-hmm. yet da- and still like dancing. I'm like thinking in my head like how many times they had to learn this choreograph and then they had to act as well. Like, this is a great dance crew. Everything about it was great. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know how much more I can say how great this was. Like, listen to this. Like, Jackson created the zombie dance with choreographer Michael Peters, who had choreographed the Beat It video, which is another great video. Jackson said his first concern was to create a zombie dance that did not seem comical. He and Peters imagined how the zombies would move by making faces in the mirror, incorporating jazzy moves, and not too much ballet or whatever. Yeah. This was the first time Jackson had interacted with a woman in a video, which Landis described as a breakthrough. Jennifer Beals 
turned down an offer to play the girlfriend. The first time that he interacted with a woman? In a music video. Oh, wow. Yes. That's amazing. Jennifer Beals was supposed to be the girlfriend, and she turned it down. This was, like, so big. Entertainment figures including Marlon Brando, Fred Astaire, Rock Hudson, and Jackie Kennedy Onassis visited the set of this video. <laughs> wow. Of course they did. This is Dude, unbelievable. This is all for one song. The thriller was was it was shown to a private audience at the Crest Theater in Los Angeles. In attendance, celebrities including Diana Ross, Warren Beatty, Prince, and Eddie Murphy. Oh my God! Jackson stayed in the projection booth, declining Ray's invitation to join join the audience. Um, the audience gave the film a standing ovation. At Murphy's insistence, the film was played again. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, man, I'm sure. I mean, this is mind blowing. Back in the day, imagine all the videos that were kind of out there and then you get this and you're like, dude, you just changed the game. You just changed it and destroyed it. And how do you even compete against something like this? And you can't, I mean, how many people have tried and they've never come close to this video. Like this video is still considered the best video of all time. Yo, first of all, yes. And, and it just gets even better. I mean, the video debuted and then all of a sudden, uh, Showtime also aired the video six times in February. Within months, the cassette tape sold a million copies, making it the best-selling video release at that point. To make the film eligible for an Academy Award, which required theatrical screenings, Landis arranged for the film to play before screenings of Fantasia at a Los Angeles cinema, though it wasn't nominated. Wow. <laughs> Dude, and, and then, and then, I'm sorry, like, but, like, it gets even cra Okay. Jackson was sued by Landis in a dispute over royalties for the video. Landis claims that he is owed four years worth of royalties. Ola Ray has also complained about difficulties collecting royalties. At first, Ray blamed Jackson, but then she apologized in 97. She did, she did sue him. Um, but, you know, he ended up passing away and then eventually the Jack Jackson family trust settled. But I mean, I mean, the thing is this, I mean, Landis, you know, that kind of like puts a sour note on it because it's like he came to him. Like Jackson came to Landis to do this. Like if it wasn't for him, like, you know, he wouldn't have been part of this amazing thing. And like, yeah, but at the same time, his business is business. So. Yeah. 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 All right. Woo. So obviously, if this one doesn't pass the nostalgia test, I mean, oh, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Never play the song. Yeah, I mean, some would argue never to play his songs, but this song, I don't know how to answer all that. I think this, this video and this song all will transcend time forever. I don't think ever that this, this thing is unquestionably passes the test and quite possibly one of the greatest Halloween songs, but I think even, even outside of Halloween, I think this song can be played no matter Oh, this what. song can be played throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, it obviously gets played more during Halloween, but I've heard this song just played. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially this video can't really yeah can compete. I mean, would you play this song during Christmas? Um, <laughs> that'd be amazing. I don't know. Right after Mariah Carey's song, we just like throw this song on. Just throw it on. You know what? I'm gonna try it and see yeah. what people say. Like, meh. Yeah, see what they say. Just be like, what? Or, and then just go, all right, I'm sorry, sorry. And then you just put on, this is Halloween. 
This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 All right. So that's that. Let's let's end this. What would you? So out of the five, how would you rate them? Oh my God! I think we rate them like I think from five to one. So this is how I rate it. Somebody's watching me. Number five. I feel like uh, this is see. This is where it's hard. The the to the figure out which ones are three and four for me between this is Halloween and Ghostbusters because it's like I don't know I'm gonna go with my gut this is Halloween number four Ghostbusters number three Monster Mash number two Thriller number one that's how I would rate it that's how you would rate it yeah so I was gonna say that that exact one but I'll have to say uh, somebody's watching me. This is Halloween, Monster Mash, Ghostbusters, Thriller. Interesting. Okay. And if I had a choice to take one of them off the list altogether, it would be number five. Somebody's uh, watching I, me. I, I wouldn't even want, I would probably keep them maybe in the top ten. I don't know. I actually don't really like that song at all. Yeah. Maybe the top, like, 25 of, yeah. of Halloween time. If there are but 25 Halloween time songs. There are. I, it's a really weird. There's a list, but it's like forced. Like, yeah. here comes the rain again by Arrhythmus. Like, that doesn't make sense. Why is that a Halloween song? Yeah, I don't know why that's a Halloween song. I mean, when you think it's, of it's about rain. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. I feel like when you think of like Christmas songs, it's like super easy, right? But it's like Superstition by Stevie Wonder, the Halloween song. There's like. Highway to Hell, I guess is this Halloween song. Don't Fear the Reaper. Okay. Like Blue Oyster Cult. Wolves of London by Warren Zevon. I, I mean, I get it, but I like you're it, right. I think a lot of it is just like forced. It's not like Halloween songs. Like when you, when I think about Christmas songs, I think about like holiday songs, like songs that you hear only on that, on that holiday. Those right. other there's songs that you're mentioning sometimes get played like all the time. Yo, they put "Creep" by Radiohead as a Halloween song. Yeah, that makes no sense. Highway to Hell. Yeah, Demons by Imagine Dragons. Like, uh, why? I mean, I think that you're right. Maybe like all of Alice Cooper could be a Halloween, but I, I don't think like. A lot of these things are actually Halloween songs. Zombie by the Cranberries, just because it's the word zombie, does not make it a Halloween song. No. It's like the furthest thing from a Halloween song. You know, I, I will think... say Adam's Family by MC Hammer. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if that was on the list, it would have to, like, it would knock somebody's watching me right off the list. I think you would. Oh, off the be... list, man. What was that? That was the song. I, and I don't even want to watch it i don't even want to you know listen to it i mean you don't want to give it a leaf you don't want to give it a leaf peep i don't because i just want to remember it as being it was for adam's family too okay so we open up with mc hammer oh wednesday's there christina ricci was in this well, of course, if it's going to be they say what they want, say live how they want to play how they want to play, dance how they want to dance, they don't have to dance. Like, I'm 
You know oh what this God. was? This is terrible. This was MC Hammer's Ninja, Ninja, Rap, Ninja, Ninja, Rap. Yeah. It was the sequel to yeah. a very popular movie. But I'm not putting this on here. I mean, I will just to knock somebody's uh, watching me out, but I think that. Oh, is- no. I'm, I'm changing this song after a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. Manny, I'm exhausted. This one exhausted me. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say, I want, I definitely want to do another movie next episode because the songs are just not Halloween songs are. Just, Halloween, the uh, one thing that I think I've learned from this episode, you're right. Halloween songs are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, the, the top three are great, yeah. but like, but still, yeah. there, there's like few and far between, and. Yeah, very niche and mm-hmm. not as great as, in my opinion, holiday songs. Um, no. Yeah, I but can't wait to do another movie. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear what what are your favorite Halloween songs. What if, do you think if of you these? Have any? Yeah, if you have any, and if you have other if you have Halloween songs that aren't on our top five, and they're like, I would love to hear your argument of like why it's a Halloween song. Yeah. I think the one thing that I learned from this episode, we learned was like, uh, what makes a Halloween song a Halloween song? I feel like with Monster Mash, very easy. Thriller, very easy. Ghostbusters, this is Halloween only because it's a movie about Halloween. If that yeah. movie didn't exist, there, there's not, that song doesn't make, no one's like, let's write a song called This Is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> no one's trying to write, write the next song about great Halloween song. And you're like these guys go on too long for one topic. That's a ridiculous topic. We were so tired yeah. at one point of how exhausting. It's almost like we were trying to fight on yeah. how good some of these songs aren't. They're great. They're my favorite song. Fuck um, you, Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve, put this on your playlist. Jam yeah. out to uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, but everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, like I said, follow us on Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, join our mailing list and find out when the episodes, you know, when your when the next episode is coming out, and uh, do that all on our website at thenostalgiatest.com. Suggest some tests as well. Um, we'd love to hear your ideas for upcoming episodes, and um, yeah, let us know, you know, if you do that, so maybe we can shout you out in an episode that uh, you suggested. Um, and hey, share with a friend. Share this. Uh, share the show with a friend. There's nothing better than sharing the show with a friend. <laughs> and uh, please yo. rate and share and subscribe. Yeah, as Dan says things. it every time. Do all the good things. Listen to the drop. Follow the directions. And uh, we'll see you all in the next episode. Yes, one more spooky episode is left. One more spooky season episode is left. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. The witches. The witches are coming. The witches <laughs> are coming. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter, at Nostalgia Test, and on Instagram, at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time, because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test.